Amen. It's great to hear you praising the Lord. We're going to turn in the Word of God for our scripture reading. We're turning to the Old Testament, to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy and the chapter 15. The book of Deuteronomy and the chapter 15. We move down the chapter to the seventh verse. And we're going to break into the chapter at that verse. Deuteronomy 15 and the verse 7. If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother, but thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him, and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him naught. And he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all that thou puttest thine hand unto. For the poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore, I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor and to thy needy in thy land. And if thy brother, an Hebrew man or an Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee and serve thee six years, then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee. And when thou sendest him out free from thee, Thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock and out of thy floor and out of thy winepress. Of that wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today, and it shall be, if he say unto thee, I will not go away from thee, because he loveth thee and thine house, because he is well with thee, then thou shalt take an oil and thrust it through his ear unto the door, and he shall be thy servant forever, and also unto thy maid servant thou shalt do likewise. It shall not seem hard unto thee when thou sendest him away free from thee, for he hath been worth a double hired servant to thee in serving thee six years. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all that thou doest, all the firstling meals that come of thy herd and of thy flock. Thou shalt sanctify unto the Lord thy God. Thou shalt do no work with the firstling of thy bullock, nor shear the firstling of thy sheep. 
Amen. We'll end there at verse 19. And may the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. Amen. Thank God for that happy day that you can look to, that day when you came to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your own and personal Savior. Let us turn once again to God's Word and to the portion of Scripture that we have read together, a reading from Deuteronomy and the chapter 15. Deuteronomy and the chapter 15. And I would draw your attention to the verse 15. And it's certainly a good verse for us to consider together this morning. Deuteronomy 15 and the verse 15. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt. And the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. And in this text of Scripture, we really have a trip down memory lane. And that's what I want to entitle the message this morning, a trip down memory lane. Let's unite together in prayer and ask the Lord for his help as we come to consider his word. Our gracious and our loving Heavenly Father, we do thank thee that we have thine own precious and infallible truth We thank thee that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. As we would come, our Father, to consider thy word, we pray that each one would know that preparation of heart and that we would know what it is to receive with meekness that engrafted word which alone is able to save the soul. We pray that even now thou wouldst hedge us about with the Saviour's precious blood, put the evil one, the adversary of souls, to flight. And, O Father, that for this short time around the word we would be shut into thy holy presence. We would hear the voice of God speaking to our hearts. Abide with us now. Give us the help of thy Spirit. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, it is good that we have days of national remembrance. And that's an opportunity for us to come together in thanksgiving to God for his goodness and for his mercy towards us, even as a land and nation. It's also an opportunity to remember those who lost their lives in defense of our country and of our freedoms. And it's right that we take that time to remember them and to give thanks to God for them. And I felt it would be appropriate this Remembrance Sunday to consider one of the many verses in the Bible that refers to the theme of remembering. You see, the verse of Scripture says, And thou shalt remember. And so here's one of those places in the Bible where the Lord is calling his people to remembrance. And some people love to remember. They look back into history, maybe even looking back to their early days. And you might hear the older generation speaking about the good old days. Then you begin to think back to those good old days. And to me, some of the things didn't seem to be so good. 
No such thing back then as central heating. Maybe some didn't even have electric. There wouldn't have been any of the white appliances that we know today, like the fridges and the freezers and the washing machines and certainly no telephones and no computers and no mobile phones. So whenever you hear that older generation speaking about the good old days, I wonder sometimes how good they were. But certainly looking back, there would have been good days spiritually. And while we're glad of the modern age and of all of the modern technology, yet we would say in our own day and generation there has been a decline spiritually. But here in Deuteronomy, the Lord has been giving his people instructions through his servant Moses. Very soon they're going to enter into the promised land of Canaan. And before they go into the promised land of Canaan, the Lord is giving Deuteronomy to them. And Deuteronomy was really laws for life in the land of Canaan. Giving laws to his people Israel as to how they would live there in the land of Canaan. And as he gave this instruction through Moses, here in this chapter and in the Bible reading, you can see that they were being called upon to show kindness. And they were to show that kindness to the poor and to the needy. And they were to open wide their hand to the poor and to the needy. And in order to drive home his point, the Lord through Moses directs his people to remember their past and to remember where they had come from and to remember how good the Lord had been to them. And so he said to them, remember. Remember your past. And as you enter into Canaan, don't forget the poor and needy and open wide the hand of blessing. The Lord has been good to his people and he wants his people to be kind and to show favor to the poor and needy. And so there were certain things that the Lord was calling upon his people to remember. And just from this verse of scripture, I think it would be good for us to look at those things. What was it that the Lord wanted his people to remember? Well, firstly, they were to remember their captivity. Look at the verse 15. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt. And so the Lord is reminding them of their history and where they've come from and the fact that they were bondmen in the land of Egypt, referring back to that time whenever they were servants referring back to that time when they were in servitude to the Egyptians and they were under a very hard taskmaster. They were under Pharaoh. And they had to labor there every day in the brick kilns. And it was difficult. They were under affliction. And the Lord said, never forget that. Never forget your past. Never forget the circumstances and the condition that you were in back then. Remember, thou wast the bondman. If you glance into the next chapter, to chapter 16, and look down to the verse 12, the Lord repeats it. 
and thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in Egypt. And so the Lord repeats it to them here. And it would appear in different places in the word of God that the Lord was wanting to remind his people of their past. He never wanted them to forget it. And the fact that he has to repeat it to them shows really the proneness of man's heart to forget. Remember, thou wast a bondman. Those early chapters in the book of Exodus really tell us the situation, the circumstances that God's people found themselves in as they were being held under Pharaoh. And if you took a moment just to walk through those early chapters of Exodus, you would find the condition of God's people when they were bondmen. Exodus chapter 1, the verse 11, therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramesses. And so you can see the words there in that verse, uh, taskmasters, and they were to afflict them with burdens. It wasn't an easy time. In Exodus chapter 2, Going down towards the end of that chapter in the verse 23, it says, And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. They sighed and they cried. And they cried to the Lord by reason of their bondage. It was a terrible bondage. In Exodus chapter 3 and the verse 7, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And again, it's showing there something of the state and condition of God's people when they were in that time of bondage. And here in Exodus 3 and verse 7, the word sorrows is added. The Lord says, for I know their sorrows. Five times over in the book of Deuteronomy, Egypt is referred to as the house of bondage. The house of bondage. And there the Lord through Moses is saying to his people, you remember that. You remember your captivity. You remember that sad condition that you were in. God wants his people to think about that. And surely as we think of Israel being called upon to remember their captivity... Surely to God's people, even today, it's good for us to remember our captivity. Because in those days we were unsaved, we were held captive by the devil. The unsaved soul is that captive of the devil. And the devil is that hard taskmaster. And in our natural condition, we become servants. Servants to sin. And to Satan, we're slaves to sin. Man becomes a slave to the worst of tyrants. And whenever the Apostle Paul was writing to Timothy, 
his own son in the faith. He refers to that spiritual captivity. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and the verse 26, and he says, And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who were taken captive by him at his will. And you can see there that spiritual picture. The devil has his snares and he ensnares the soul and he takes the soul captive at his will. The snare. The snare of the devil. That snare is the word that's used for entrapping the wild animals and the birds. And those traps are set. And of course they would be baited traps in order to attract the prey. And then they step into the snare and they're caught and they can't get out of the snare. They're powerless uh, to break free of themselves. They're captured for destruction. The opening psalm, we were singing Psalm 124 and that psalm speaks about the snare of the fowler. They would have their snares and the Apostle Paul uses that thought and he says the devil has his snares. In 1 Timothy, there in the third chapter and in the verse 7, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Again, Paul is referring Timothy to the snare of the devil. And the devil is laying traps and he wants to entrap souls. He wants to hold them captive at his will. And of course he can use the bait and the bait would be the pleasures of sin. And the Bible refers to sin having its pleasures but that pleasure only lasts for a season. And eventually the pleasures of sin pass and in their place the misery, the sorrow, the affliction, the burden, the captivity, the snare of the devil. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and the verse 9, it speaks about them that will be rich. In In other words, they set their heart upon it. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. And the devil, when he holds the soul in that snare, the devil has that view to the destruction of their soul in hell. The captivity of the unsaved soul. Believer, today we can look back to that time in our lives when we were held captive by the devil. We were servants to sin and to Satan. God would say to his people, never forget that. Remember, I was the bondman. Oh, the devil held us in that bondage. But from our text of Scripture, there's something else that the Lord wanted his people to remember. Not only to remember their captivity, but to remember their liberty. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Oh, there came that time for Israel when God heard their cry. When they sighed by reason of their bondage and the Lord said, I'll deliver them. 
The Lord said, I'll set them free. And he would send Moses as his servant to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he set them free by way of redemption. Remember that, the Lord said. I was the bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. The great work of redemption that was accomplished to set God's people free. And along with Moses, the Lord gave plagues there that were to come upon the land of Egypt. And the final plague was the death of all the firstborn throughout the land. The Lord gave instruction through Moses that his people were to take the lamb, the Passover lamb. And that lamb was to be slain and the blood of the lamb was to be taken and that blood was to be applied to the doorposts, to the lintels of the house. And the promise was, the Lord said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That night, the Lord set Israel free and he set them free by the blood of the lamb. He set them free through that work of redemption. Again, back in the book of Exodus, whenever that was taking place, in Exodus chapter 12, and there in the verse 14, the Lord said, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. This day, the day whenever the Lord set them free by redemption, the Lord said, never forget that day. And Israel every year must come to the observance of the Passover when they would remember that they were in the house of bondage and they were in affliction, but the Lord set them free by the blood of the Lamb. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and the verse 3 tells us a little bit about that. Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread therewith, even the bread of affliction. For thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that thou mayest remember the day when thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of thy life. The Lord said to them in chapter 16 and verse 3, Remember the day. Remember the day day of deliverance. Remember the day, the day whenever you were set free. Thank God when we look back in the history of our land and nation, we can think of special days when the Lord gave deliverance and the Lord liberated cities and liberated countries. Recent days, the conflict goes on in Ukraine. The Ukrainians were able to regain the city of Kershaw and they were able to see the Russians retreating out of it. While they're saying that didn't signal an end of the conflict in any shape or form, but there was a celebration, there was rejoicing. Celebrating that they had been liberated at least for that period. And as long as they live, they'll never forget that day. That's what the Lord wants his people to remember. Remember the day of your liberty. We were singing that hymn, O Happy Day. 
And that takes us back to that day when we first came as sinners to the Savior. And we can say, oh happy day that fixed my choice on thee my Savior and my God. Well may this glowing heart rejoice and tell its raptures all abroad. Happy day, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Remember your liberty that came through that great work of redemption by the Lord Jesus Christ upon Calvary when he became that Passover lamb, the very fulfillment of the Passover. And he made that once for all, that final sacrifice for sin. And by the payment of his precious blood, he has secured the price for our redemption. 1 Peter chapter 1 and the verse 18 Peter said to God's people, For ye know, for as much as ye know, that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Though the Lord redeemed us, the Lord has bought us. And salvation, salvation is pictured in the Bible as, as being set free. Set free from the grip of Satan. Set free from the bondage of sin. No longer a pawn on the devil's chessboard. No longer a puppet of the devil. No longer under his control. No, we've been set gloriously free. Isn't that what the Lord Jesus Christ taught in John chapter 8? Those to whom he was speaking there, he spoke to them about freedom from bondage. He said to them, the truth, the truth shall make you free. Of course, they objected. They said, we were never in bondage. We were never in bondage to any man. And the Lord pointed out to them in John chapter 8 and the verse 34, you were servants to sin. Oh, they were held in bondage. And the Lord said in verse 36 of that chapter, and if the Son set you free. You shall be free indeed. Believer, the truth has set us free. The Lord Jesus Christ has set us free. He has redeemed us by the blood of the Lamb. Never forget that. The Lord thy God hath redeemed thee. Do you remember the day of your salvation? Do you remember the day when the Lord set you gloriously free? Maybe you don't of that day. Maybe you've never come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you could make this day the day of your salvation. You could make this Remembrance Sunday the day when you would embrace the Lord Jesus as your own and personal Savior. And you could remember this day. Remember your liberty. But then thirdly, when you look at our text of Scripture, we remember their responsibility. The verse 15 says, And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore, I command thee this thing today. Oh, that word, therefore, we give emphasis to that because that brings out the responsibility of God's people to obey him. 
When the Lord is giving that command, the fact that the Lord is the one who redeemed them, who had bought them with the price, who had set them free, it meant they were responsible to him. They must submit themselves in obedience to his command. Now, what was the Lord commanding them in this particular chapter? He was commanding them concerning the servants and concerning the poor and the needy. Where we took up our Bible reading in Deuteronomy 15 and the verse 7, If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. No, verse 8, thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth. Then there was in this chapter the release of the servants after that period of service, the seventh year. And even at that point, the masters were not to send their servants out empty. They had to make provision for them. And so the Lord in love and mercy, even for the poor and the needy, when he was setting the laws and he was giving the instructions, he made laws concerning the poor and needy. And when the servant would be set free, make provision for them. You look at verse 13. And when thou sendest him out free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock and out of thy floor and out of thy winepress of that wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. Thou shalt give unto him. Do you see that duty, that responsibility in obeying the Lord? They had to be liberal with their giving. It wasn't to be done just as a duty. It was done in the Lord's name. Therefore, it had to be done out of love. And it was done to show forth that provision and that love of the Lord. And here was that provision even for the servants. And the Lord today would reveal to his people our responsibility. Our responsibility to submit ourselves to the command and to the authority of the Lord. And you will know in 1 Corinthians 6, the Apostle Paul said to God's people, You're not your own. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Oh, as we remember today, Let us remember our responsibility to God, the one who loved us and the one who redeemed us and the one who bought us with his own precious blood. And in the Lord's name, uh, we can show forth our good works and our love to those around us. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so there are things here for us to remember. Remember your captivity. Remember your liberty. And remember your responsibility. Last week, I mentioned John Newton's name. And I want to close today by mentioning him 
again. Because this text of Scripture that we have taken this morning is a text that will always be associated with him. It was a text that he claimed as his own. You would be aware of John Newton and his mother teaching him the things of God at an early age, but yet uh, she died while he was still very young. And as young John Newton grew up, he got out into the things of the world and involved in the slave trade. And he was there on the ships at sea. And on board that ship called the Greyhound, they hit a storm as they were returning home. And fearing he was going to perish, he cried out to God for mercy. And the Lord heard his cry. And the Lord delivered him. The Lord saved his soul. And John Newton, he claimed this verse of Scripture. And in his home, he had this verse of Scripture placed above the mantelpiece just where he studied, where he prepared sermons. He said that as he was preparing his sermons, he never wanted to prepare a sermon without being reminded of what the Lord had done for him. Remember, Thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. May we today remember what the Lord has done for us, but every day of our lives let us seek to remember what the Lord has done for us. And in that remembrance let us seek then to fulfill our responsibility to the Lord. And to be ready and to be willing to serve him. May God bless his word to each of our hearts this morning.